1: Everybody, welcome to another episode of the opening line. We hope you're excited. We are brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. Check them out at believe.com. Let's get ready for the show.
0: Let's get it started. Let's get it started, get it started. Get it started.
1: What's up? Started what's up, everybody? This is the opening line with your host Wits and Roz. We are back. I'm hailing from the sunny West Coast in Santa Monica, California. Of course, you know where Wits is. He's in winter wonderland, Chicago. Uh, oh. it's pretty sunny over here,
2: Roz, so I think we're going to give a little props to Chicago right now, 72 and sunny, it is perfect weather over here. Wow, I, I forget you guys get three oh.
1: months every once in a while. Uh, Do We
2: get five great days a year, this is one of them, and we've got a great show for you today, we've got fantasy wide receivers, always my favorite topic, Roz, because there is so much variability, there are so many great receivers out there. you got to get two or three to win your fantasy championship, so we're going to break a lot of them down today wow look at you kind of prefacing what's going to happen in this episode i'm impressed
0: yeah you know I, mean, I mean
2: you know you don't get to take all
1: the thunder i mean i'm still a co-host on this show so i, ex- I expect a little respect I, I trust me there was tons of respect i was about to just ask you about your weekend my weekend was great let me let me start with mine mine I had some friends from the past show up zoe levin shout out she was here yes at one point i took this uh, beautiful woman to prom It was a great weekend. It was fantastic. We love C's Candies, and uh, she left a bunch of them here for me. So props to her. One of the best weekends I've had. Go to the Victorian if you're in Santa Monica. An amazing, amazing bar. But Wits, i got to ask what happened with you this weekend. I got a quick hang-up earlier this week.
2: Uh, Yeah, it was a pretty low-key weekend. Went out a little bit Friday. Not much doing Saturday. Knocked out of my softball playoffs on Monday uh wits was was not good on the mound i'll be the first to say it didn't give my team a chance to win can i ask how many runs we lost 24 to 14 so how many uh, of them were you uh i probably gave up about 15 earned runs so it was uh (laughs) it's a rough night but i'll I'll bounce back it's a low point to get pulled as a softball pitcher well i didn't i didn't get pulled i was saying earn runs i mean you know get with oh
1: okay now we're putting the blame on some other people
2: no, I mean, I I take the full blame. It was not good, but we'll bounce back in the fall and get another league on Thursday. Um, but, you know, wasn't a good night. A little down in the dumps about it, but we'll bounce back. We'll be okay. And,
1: and you're on the opening line right now. You're going to have a great time. We're going to talk wide receivers. We're going to do something fun. We're, we're basically going to be the NFL Network today because we're going to do from 10 all the way the down better, to 1. better version of it. The better version. And we're going to rank in our opinion, the best 10 receivers going into this season. And that those 10 are guys you need on your team if you're looking to win a championship. And uh, it's it's really lucky you guys are listening to this show because you're listening to one of the best wide receivers in the North Shore area of all time. And he's going to give his takes on the receiving core and the receivers in this league that are going to help your fantasy football team. Just out of curiosity, how many Catches at the
2: varsity level this guy had.
1: I'm just wondering. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I set Deerfield records, actually, with uh, zero receptions, zero touchdowns, and zero receiving yards, um, which is more than you think running the Georgia Tech triple option. So not a lot of receiving touchdowns, catches, or yards, but I definitely was the most athletic guy out there. <laughs> if that's how you want to describe it, that's
2: okay, but the guys we're talking about today... Big time names. Like Roz said, we're going to talk about the top ten. But also, I mean, receivers are so deep. There's I mean, look at the top seventy-five. A few of these guys are going to end up on your team. So we're going to give you some some busts, some sleepers, guys we think who are gonna, you know, be a part of your championship teams. And uh, let's kick it off, Roz. How about it?
1: How about it? I was gonna even let you go first. Who's your number ten?
2: My number ten. This year, this this guy's been on my team multiple times. A uh, little bit of an injury risk, but Keenan Allen is my number 10 guy. I think you're looking at production when he's on the field. Keenan Allen, I think, has consistently been a top 10 receiver when it comes to fantasy production. I haven't really seen a slowdown in Phillip Rivers' game at all, so I like Keenan at number 10. Obviously, you worry a little bit with the injury history, but you know what? I like him here, uh, ten. I think he's a second-round pick, absolutely, and he's uh, he's the first guy on my number ten spot.
1: Wow, way to be a man of the people, not following the Yahoo projections. I mean, Keenan's sitting there at eleven there, so you didn't you didn't dive too far here for your number ten. Um, this guy, I I'm gonna put him at ten because it's Kirk Cousins who's throwing him the ball. But this guy was the number one receiver at one point last year. Adam Thielen is my ten. I mean, this guy was an absolute monster at catching the ball, and the amount of receptions per week were absurd. Nine targets per game, and let me just tell you, not, he had seven receptions a game, and the only person above him there was Devonta Adams and Michael Thomas, and they're just absolute freaks. So, well, they're going to be on my list further down. Obviously, we got some Michael Thomas like issues with contract, but Adam Thielen to me Guy at 10 there, if he slips to you second, third round, that's a gem and a half. I'm super excited for you guys. I mean, obviously he has his partner in Stefan Diggs there, but Adam Thielen, he's the guy. Let me tell you, sitting pretty at 10. My nine, I'm going to stay away from the traditional rankings. I'm going to actually bump this guy down a little bit. It's going to be Juju Smith-Schuster. The oh, Loney. Wow. Give me wow. a second here. Let me, let me defend myself. The reason I'm putting Juju at 9, and I'm not even putting Antonio Brown in my top 10. Let's just let that be known now. He's going to be my big bust. We're going to talk about that later. But Juju, now kind of alone. No more Antonio Brown. No Le'Veon Bell. I know they have James Conner, who looks like he's going to be productive. But it's Juju's ball now. And honestly, I think they played better together, Juju and Antonio Brown. And the fact that both of them are going to be separated and kind of the only targets per team, Uh, I mean, Vance McDonald, you can't consider to be the next best target for Ben Roethlisberger. So I'm a little worried about Juju. I think the production goes down a little bit. I do think he's still a top flight wide receiver, but he's going to be my number nine wits.
2: Ooh, I've got Juju way farther up my board, but I'll discuss my reasons later. My number nine, I'm leaving Thielen out of the top 10 this year. I'm going with Antonio Brown. A lot of different opinions flying around with the new Raiders acquisition, but Antonio Brown, when you think about a fantasy wide receiver, who else has been more consistent over the past you know, seven or eight years than A.B.? There really hasn't been a guy, and you know, the fact that he's finally left the nest, left Ben Roethlisberger, I don't think it's going to have a drastic impact on his production because he's such a good player, and no matter, I don't think Derek Carr is going to have a great year, but I think he's going to be about average. Antonio Brown is going to Gonna muster up a lot of targets this year. I think he's gonna be in that 150 range. He had 170 last year. I think the opportunities are gonna be there, and the guy is a, an absolute animal. He's a hard worker. Um, I think he's gonna finish in the top ten, and he could. This is a guy who could easily be in the top five. But new face, new place. I like him at number nine here in my rankings. Going down to number eight. This is another guy who is uh, a little surprising that he's this far down for me. But you know, Julio Jones has been another consistent producer. You're looking at um, health wise over the past five years, I think he's been one of the healthiest big name receivers out there. He's only missed three games the past six seasons. So Julio Jones is a guy. So I think with Matt Ryan, who's going to play MVP football this year, a lot of touchdowns. Are that was the crazy? big asterisk.
1: That you was the big asterisk.
2: 2018. Um, I think he's going to catch another eight touchdowns this year, but he's my number eight guy.
1: Julio got Jones. He's up. Couple- so- He's your number eight,
2: honestly. eight guy, honestly.
1: Ten targets per game, seven receptions per game. Last year, 113 receptions. Mind me this, I was hard on him for the lack of touchdowns. Eight receiving touchdowns, that's all right, not great. How about this, though? 1,677 yards, which no one's even in the ballpark. He had 100 more than the next guy. And you have him at eight? That was last year, this is now. Seven guys you're going to put before him. Holy moly, wow. Yes, I am. Wits. jeez, yes, I, am. I don't even know if I should give an eight at this point. I, I mean, eight, my eight was your guy, Mike Evans. I'm having, Evan, I put him in at eight. Not getting a lot of love this year. He is nine on the Yahoo projection, so I, I'm not doing anything crazy here by putting him at eight. But Mike Evans. This guy, receiving yards per game last year, 95.25. That's ranked third. He did only have five receptions per game, 86 receptions, a little low, but broke the 1,500-yard mark and also was lacking in the touchdown um, in the touchdown statistics. But I think this year, with Bruce Arians at the helm, I think it's all back on Mike Evans. They got Chris Goodwin there, um, or Godwin, I, whichever way you want to pronounce it. I'm Godwin. definitely doing it wrong. Godwin. Cool. Right. You know, second time's a charm. So uh, I got it. But he... He's going to have some help finally. Again, they have some good tight ends down there as well. Mike Evans, look for an uptick in receiving touchdowns this year. I think this is a respectable spot for him here at eight. This is a guy late second round, maybe early third round in my opinion. Um, There's definitely some risk there with the Jameis Winston at the helm quarterback that isn't really consistent. So we'll we'll have to see. But my eight is Mike Evans. Number seven, I'm still, by the way, rattled. Just as rattled as one man can be. When it comes to talking wide receivers. My 7 is going to be Odell Beckham Jr. And I know he's 4 on Yahoo Sports. I'm just going to bump him down a little bit. You see how receivers statistically look on new teams. This is the Browns. I understand they've got a lot of new talent. A lot of fresh faces. Young faces. Baker looks like an absolute stud. But we're going to have to see. He's going to have to adapt. It's going to take some growing time. So the beginning of the season might actually be rougher for Odell Beckham. But if you're going to be a playoff team in fantasy like myself, it's going to be helpful down the line. I have him at a 7 here. I like Odell Beckham. There are risks here Him moving teams. So I'm just a little careful, a little weary, and that's why I have him at 7. All right.
2: Going down my number 7. A lot of bad vibes surrounding this guy in the offseason. And he was the number one fantasy receiver last year. That was Tyreek Hill of the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, Tyreek Hill, the bad vibes, I just don't know if he's going to play a full 16 games this year. And I can't say if that's because of injury or if something else is going to happen to him. But he's such a talented player. Um, And you saw what he did with Patrick Mahomes last year. Just absolutely lit it up. 284 fantasy points and a half point PPR was the number one receiver in the league over guys like DeAndre Hopkins, Devante Adams, Antonio Brown. So Tyreek Hill, um, maybe coming in a little low at number seven here, but I, I don't love, you know, everything that surrounded him in the offseason. So I think he's a top 10 receiver, but I'm probably going to stay away from him, but he is, I think one of the best talents out there. And, and then around the same spot, I like Odell Beckham at number six. Um, no denying the talent on this guy either. And with Baker Mayfield, a guy who I think might throw for 30, 35 touchdowns this year, I think Odell is going to have a very solid season. But I know, um, and you talked about with me before the show, a guy like Jarvis Landry, I think might steal the limelight a little bit this year. But I think Odell is going to put up his points. He's going to catch, I think, six or seven touchdowns, probably put up 1,300, 1,400 yards. going to be very solid. And if he stays on the field, Um, The Browns don't absolutely implode, which they might. Um, Odell Bauckham is going to be a top 10 receiver, and that's why I have him at number six.
1: I like that. We did the flip here because I have Tariq at my six as well. Again, off the field issues. He has been cleared, so we're not going into the season with him missing games. Obviously, anything can happen. We've seen the stuff with AP coming out later in the season and instantly hitting a suspension. So that is risky. Not to mention, he's also a guy like Mike Evans that I mentioned who doesn't get a lot of receptions, five per game last year. It's the big play potential out of him that gets fantasy people excited and fantasy players excited. So for, for 1,479 yards last year, averaging 17 yards of reception, the only one better, surprising to me, which was Mike Evans at 17.72 yards per reception. And these guys just go down the field. Tari- Tariq Hill is faster than anybody else on the field at any given time. He was super excited to have on my team last year. Uh, just some risks, honestly, that, uh, that bother me. That's why he's my sixth, because like you said, he was the number one wide receiver last year in fantasy. We just got to hope that he plays a full 16-game slate. And he did have some injury issues on and off last season, so that's something to watch. My five, we're getting into serious time here. These are the big honchos, the heavy hitters. And uh, I'm going to have to go with Michael Thomas. At my five, I think I'm going to run a little bit short on receivers here, but I'm going to go Michael Thomas at my five. I don't want to move him into the top three spot yet because, honestly, to me, with the contract like issues going on right now, I don't know how long these players are going to hold out, and these days it seems like these players are willing to hold out throughout an entire season. Le'Veon Bell started a trend I think we're really going to hate here as NFL fans. Mike Thomas is my five because if he's on the field... Drew Brees loves getting him the ball. This guy is a reception monster. He's a big dude. I mean, honestly, to me, he he was targeted nine times and caught eight passes a game. That's absurd. 125 receptions. The, the amount of times this guy's going to have the ball and have the opportunity to get you points is, is second to none. So he's my five right now, and I hope he gets on the field because he could be a top three guy.
2: Yeah, no, you bring up a great point. I had Michael Thomas last year, um, and he was an absolute stud um, with Drew Brees, the man, of course. But at my number five, I'm going with a guy you already brought up in Mike Evans. Mike Evans, I think, is my dark horse to be the number one receiver at the end of the year here. I mean, looking at his stats from last year, um, if you look at the top 10 receivers, Most of them, except for Tyreek Hill, had over 110 receptions. But it's funny, you match up Tyreek Hill's stats and Mike Evans, 87, 86 receptions, 1479, and 1,524 yards. So, I mean, Mike Evans, I think Jameis Winston is going to play a lot better this year, and I think Mike Evans is going to have over 100 receptions. And I love the fact that Chris Godwin is kind of coming into his own as as a bona fide number two receiver in the league. I think that's going to open up some slots for Evans. He finished at number eight last year. I think he finishes in the top five with a chance to finish number one. Um, He's an absolute beast, a big red zone target as well. So I think if he he could catch 10 to 12 touchdowns this year, he finished with eight last year. I think he has a couple more. My number four, I'm going with Devontae Adams. This is another guy like Tyreek Hill. I think I'm going to stay away from. I know how how he felt about the Packers on this show, but I think Devontae Adams is a great player, but I think, The two and three receivers on the Packers this year are really going to bring it to the table. Dronewa Allison and Marquez Valdez Scantling. Did I get that right? You did a great job with MVS right right Right, there. Right, right. right. MVS, I think, is going to end up being the number two on that team. I think Devontae Adams has a good year, but I think the production dials back a little bit. You know, we had 1,400 yards and 13 touchdowns last year. That's an unbelievable year. I think that gets dialed back. Um, I think he's still going to be great, but. Not the top receiver. I have him ranked at three and two in a couple different places I'm looking. So that's my five-four. And we got the top three coming up next for me. So hit me with your number four, Roz. Four?
1: I was looking to have fun with it, but I think I need a little more time to slip Amari Cooper in there. I just want to hit it at that, because we're gonna we're gonna come back to that in the show. T.Y. Hilton's my four. And let me tell you why. This you oh, just said about Jameis I Winston, Like it. You like it? Dude, I love it. Honestly. You were saying Jameis Winston's going to be better. How about Andrew Luck? After a full season of healthy, we can count on the guy, and he finished second to Pat Mahomes in all quarterback statistics. This guy is only on the up and up, as well as his Colts team as a whole. T.Y. Hilton, issues there, receptions. Only had 76 last year and only scored six touchdowns. Now, to be fair, there was a lot of options there, and I know they went out and got a couple guys, Devin Funchess being one of them, but I think with the – Colts ready to take the next step. T.Y. Hilton is going to have a lot more open lanes. Andrew Luck's going to be able to get in the ball. Remember, Luck started slow last year due to the ability to throw the ball down the field, and T.Y. is a guy who likes to go down the field. He did average 90 yards a game, and he was going around five receptions. He got over the 1,200-yard plateau. I'm looking for 1,500 yards, 9 to 10 touchdowns from T.Y. Hilton. He's my number four. He's going to be a sneaky four there. I like it. I want to back you up here with a couple
2: stats because looking at T.Y. Hilton, I think the two biggest knocks is, you know, not enough receptions and not enough time on the field. But looking at the second half of last year in the half point PPR, he was the wide receiver two weeks, 11 through 17 over that span, averaged over 17 points a game. That was second to Julio Jones at 17.3, led the NFL with 840 receiving yards. Um the majority of the second half with two sprains on the same ankle as well. So like you said, Roz, if he can stay healthy, if Andrew Luck can stay healthy, T.Y. Hilton is a guy who is going to be a barn burner and have a lot of big games for the Colts this year. So he was my number 11. He was my bonus. Uh, but I, I can't fault you for putting him in the top five because he's always got that potential. It's just, you know, will he stay on the field? That's the, that's the big question.
1: I'm loving the support. It feels great. I'm, uh, I'm all about that. Well, so number three, a little shocking. And I know people are going to be surprised with me because they know how big of a cheesehead I am. But this is where I'm going to put Devontae Adams because I think the top three receivers I'm about to talk about all are deserving of that one spot. But the guys we're going to talk about moving forward are big, big guys. And so Devontae Adams to me is my three. You've seen it last year, 111 receptions. I agree. I think the reception total is going to go down. But if you've ever followed the trends with Aaron Rodgers, he's got his guy. And that was Jordy Nelson for the longest time in the red zone. And it has turned into De- Devontae Adams. If you watched red zone possessions last year for the Green Bay Packers, this guy's eyes were on one target and one target alone. And unless Jimmy Graham reignites his career like that in the New Orleans days, Devontae Adams is forever going to be that receiving touchdown monster in Green Bay. Just look at the stats Jordy Nelson put up before he and Everly headed to Oakland. Devontae Adams is a strong three. He's a guy that's going to put up six points for you in a hurry on that fantasy scoreboard. So I love Devontae Adams here. A guy who also is fast and can jump higher than most people in the league. He's going to rack up yards and look at another thirteen to 1,400-yard season. I'm loving it. me Adams at three. That's a guy you might take in the first round of the draft.
2: <laughs> I think you're absolutely right. So, Roz, looking at my number three, this is a guy you brought up a long time ago, but I am looking at Juju Smith-Schuster of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, this guy really broke onto the scene last year, and I think the fact that Antonio Brown is left, I don't think it's going to be a problem for Juju because looking at how many targets Antonio Brown had last year, 163 targets in five of the last seven seasons. So there's going to be, I think, a lot of opportunity And the fact that people say that Juju Smith is going to be double covered every snap, I just don't buy it. You know, the best receivers in the the league always find a way to make it happen. Guys like Julio Jones, Odell Beckham, Antonio Brown, before Juju got there, they always find ways to make it happen. And Juju has also been working with Randy Moss here in the offseason. And they do have quite a few weapons on that team, Roz, as well. Looking at Dante Moncrie, James Washington, a young guy who I think is going to have a pretty good year. Ryan Switzer. Also, the James Conner, Jalen Samuel backfield. No schlubs on that team. So I think Smith-Schuster is going to have a very solid season again. He's obviously the number one now. Um, And I think the fact that he he broke out last year. So I think now he's good to go. 160 targets. I think he finishes with 1,500 yards. He's my number three. Number two, got to stick with him. Guy who I hung with all of last year, Michael Thomas. Really not a more fun guy in the league for me to watch. Just the way... Such a gazelle on the field, and Drew Brees just popping it all over. Um, loves the guy. Michael Thomas, I don't really have much to say about him except that he he's just awesome. And I think there's a guy easily could get 10 targets a game, and the fact that he's 6'3", big red zone target. Drew Brees just has thrown to him nonstop over the past four years. So he's my guy at number two, and I think we've got a similar guy at number one, if my math is correct.
1: Our math is correct because... I'm stuck with the 1 and 1A, but I'm going to have to just for ranking sake. I'm going to put Julio 2, and I just switched that up within the last 20 20 minutes of us recording this show. Julio to me, yes is an absolute freak. There's nobody better at getting the ball than Julio Jones and Matt Ryan throws that ball up to him all the time and yardage he's been the leader in receiving yardage year in and year out. Touchdown stuff is the only thing that has me concerned but there was a huge uptick in that in the second half of the season so if they can continue with that with the Ridley getting older and more experienced I think that only helps as well Julio Jones to me easy to put at the one or two. I'm just putting him at the two because what's the fact that it's unanimous, and me who didn't even talk about this before the beginning of the show, DeAndre Hopkins is the best wide receiver in the NFL, hands down, bar none. And I know you just said it was close with Julio Jones, but I've never seen a guy make every catch that came his way. This guy has the best hands, without a doubt. And again, a team that has Will Fuller, a full offensive arsenal, it's just easier to get him the ball because he's not dragging all these double teams on him. And I had him on my team last year. The guy scores, man. In games that you think it's all over and you're getting no fantasy points from DeAndre Hopkins, he's finding his way into the end zone. And I would remember that. He is just an absolute monster. And I know I'm not going to get him in fantasy this year. This guy is picked, in my opinion, top six picks in a fantasy football draft. So he's by far and away the number one. His statistics speaks for themselves. Give me your little take on DeAndre Hopkins.
2: Yeah, I, I agree with you that I think DeAndre Hopkins has the best hands in the league, and he's super fun to watch. Always just making things happen, like you said. You know, a guy who's catching a lot of passes, scoring a lot of touchdowns. He's really doing everything that leads him to be the number one receiver. And I think the fact that the Texans, I think this is going to be a dogfight of a division. I think we're going to see a lot of close games between you know Texans, Colts. You got the Titans. You also got the Jaguars, who I, I can't see him being as bad as they were last year. I think there's just going to be a lot of opportunities within these games for a guy like Hopkins to make a lot of big plays. Um, so I, I just I love Hopkins here. I think he's got to be a first round pick. I don't know exactly where I would take him I have to take a little closer look. But DeAndre Hopkins, I think, is clear cut. Number one wide receiver um, has only missed one game in his entire career. So no durability issues. The guy is 27 years old, put up. Fifteen hundred seventy yards and eleven touchdowns last year. At right, thirteen the year before, I mean, he is the number one wide receiver. I, I don't think you get a lot of blush, a lot of brushback from that.
1: Right. I mean, me and you aren't arguing, and that's something me and you love to do. Let's just do some honorable mentions, and I've got a list just because I've been looking at it. Uh, Amari Cooper to me. Watch out. I'm excited to talk about him in a second for sleepers. Tyler Boyd with the new development of A.J. Green. Me me and you didn't even touch on A.J. Green, who continues to seem like he's going to miss more and more time as the season comes. Um, Alshon Jeffrey, to me, I think he's going to be a surprise player. And then Jarvis Landry, a guy I'd like to talk about as well. But do you want to start today with sleepers or do you want to go bust? Are you feeling positive or are you feeling negative?
2: Um, Let's get get positive here. Let's get
1: positive.
2: So we're gonna start it off. I'm going to give you a few sleepers guys a little bit farther down the board that I think could make a big impact on your fantasy teams. So right now I'm going right outside the top 30 with my first pick. I know I mentioned his battery mate over there in San Diego, but I'm looking at Mike Williams this year. You know, the chargers didn't give Williams many chances last year, you know, only 66 targets, but what they did do is they looked for him in the end zone when they reached the 20 yard line. Mike Williams finished with 43 catches, 664 yards, and 10 touchdowns, only drawing five starts on the year. Caught 65% of the balls thrown his way. And I think he is really going to bust onto the scene this year. And I think, you know, the fact that he's got Keenan Allen opposite side him, um, I think he's going to have a big year. Also, Tyrell Williams is no longer on the team. So Mike Williams is going to be a guy who might catch 10 touchdowns this year. And he's going to be a very solid wide receiver, too. On somebody's team, he'll probably get drafted somewhere in the middle rounds, but he's a guy I'm looking out for this year who could finish in the top 15.
1: Hey, that's a uh, this one I think I told you about, and we were on the phone the other day. Here's this. wit. how many wonders of the world are there? Is, is there seven wonders of the world? That's what they say. Yeah, that's what they say? Amazing. All right, so I was going to be right. Here is the eighth wonder of the world. It is Larry Fitzgerald. This guy... Can endlessly be in the league. He is always ready to compete and is always good. It does not matter how old he is. And now he's got a young buck at the helm, Kyler Murray, coming out of the same system Baker Mayfield came out of. A guy who could actually throw the ball farther than five yards. No shots there, Josh Rosen. We haven't seen everything yet. But there's been some other quarterbacks that have just been unable to get the ball to Larry Fitzgerald. He's sitting at 40 on the Yahoo board. This is a deep sleeper, in my opinion. I think this is a guy who puts himself in the top 15 for fantasy fantasy receivers this year and uh, you can probably snag him 8th, ninth round of your drafts and uh, he's going to be a very, very valuable piece, if not in your starting lineup definitely on the trading wire Um, so just look out for him another sleeper I have, Jarvis Landry, 29 don't know why he's this low he just got the best receiver arguably in the league on the other side of him he's going to be playing the slot, the ball is going to be coming his way a lot because people are going to be focusing on OBJ I love Jarvis Landry. He's going to break 1,200 yards receiving, 90 receptions or so, looking around six to eight touchdowns. I think that's going to be a very viable wide receiver too for anybody's fantasy team. Yeah, so my guy, I
2: brought him up earlier, MVS Marquez Valdez Scantling from the Packers. Um, You know, for some odd reason, the very obvious second fiddle wide receiver in Green Bay, not getting much attention from the fantasy football public, but... I think for me, it's pretty clear right now. I think MVS is the number two over there in Green Bay, and you look at an Aaron Rodgers' career, his second wide receiver has seen 92, 121, 99, 127, pretty much the same numbers across the board in targets. And even if Devontae Adams completely dominates the end zone targets, gets 30% of the market share of the team's total passing targets, I think there's still a lot of room for Valdez Scantling to be a wide receiver, too, in fantasy. Um, I think one of the biggest things in the Packers offense is getting the trust of Aaron Rodgers and I think MVS has been doing a great job this off season. so he's a guy I'm looking out for um, you know I think he's going to put up 100 receptions this year and he's got he's all the way down at 76 I think a lot of people think Geronimo Allison is the number two over there right now but I have a little bit of a differing opinion I think Valdez Scantling is the number two I think he's going to have a fantastic year and kind of remind a lot of people of what Randall Cobb used to be for Aaron Rodgers so that's a guy that I'm looking at. Those are my two big sleepers. Um, another guy that I'm looking at is Devin Funchess of the Indianapolis Colts, uh, posting the season of his career back in 2017, 840 yards and eight touchdowns. But he really struggled to find any rhythm last year. A lot of back issues, but I think lining up across from T.Y. Hilton, having a guy like Andrew Luck slinging him the rock, Devin Funches is a guy who I think is going to go for over 1,000 yards this year. And at wide receiver number 59, I think there is a lot of value. Those are the three main guys I'm looking at right now, Roz.
1: No, I love that, and uh, I love that you're more positive than me. I'm going to put Allen Robinson as a bust as I start this bust train right now. We're jumping right into negativity. Allen Robinson, to me, is going to be part of a 4-12 and 12 Bears team that is going to look similar to that of the Jacksonville Jaguars a year ago. I've been saying this on rinse and repeat this whole summer as we've gotten into the football space. Allen Robinson, I understand he's a big guy, a good target, but he doesn't have that top speed, and he's only getting older. Allen Robinson, a guy I would stay away from. I see him as early as 20 on this uh, scoring. Uh, around the Yahoo Sports rankings. I don't know why I struggled. I just saw a bunch of different things going on. I'm going to put everybody on the Rams as a bust as well, and that is Robert Woods and Brandon Cooks. I think we're going to see a down year via the air game in Los Angeles. I think a lot of people are hot and heavy on them, but I could see a downtick for the Rams this year. Tough Super Bowl loss. It's not the Super Bowl hangover that we expect, but it's a tough pill to swallow. Will they be able to get over it? I'm not sure. I wouldn't touch Woods or Cook with a 10-foot pole.
2: 10-foot pole. Roz Beef at it again. I'm going with a guy who I've actually had in my team You know, a couple of the, of the past three years. Wow. I'm going to do him dirty. I'm going to do him dirty. Tyler Lockett at number 18. Um, I think we, we've all gone over my love for Russell Wilson and what he means to the Seahawks, but I just don't think the Seahawks throw the ball enough to validate Tyler Lockett being a top-20 receiver. Um, Seattle was second in the league last year in rushing attempts, and I think they, they might run the ball actually a little more this year. Tyler Lockett is a guy who I think has had a lot of promise the past few years but really hasn't delivered like a lot of people have wanted him to, including myself. And I think D.K. Metcalf, if you're looking for a receiver in the later rounds, is a guy to look for on the Seahawks team. So I'm, I'm staying away from Tyler Lockett this year, and it pains me to say it, But I'm staying away. And also another guy that I'm going to fade, and this was a guy at the top, near the top of your board, Roz, when we looked at the top 10, uh, Adam Thielen. You know, if I get the right spot this year, I think I'll take him. But I think the price tag on this guy just scares me. I mean, looking at the end of last season, uh, just 20 receptions and 235 yards over his last five games, that's like catching four for 47 per game. That's a really frightening four-game stretch. From a guy who's going at the top 10 in the receiver position, especially with Dalvin Cook likely taking over this offense, Thielen is a guy that I'm most likely going to stay away from unless I, I get a you know a bonus pick in the fourth round, but there's no way that he drops there for me. So he's a guy I'm staying away from this year. I think the production is going to be more in the 20 to 30 range.
1: Fair. And I just, again, honorable mention as we're coming to an end, do you have any more busts, by the way, before I interject? Nope, keep it positive. Only a couple guys, just stay away, but you right. never know. Yeah, me, Amari Cooper is a guy I'm in love with, and I, I just want everybody to, to draft him at the right spot. If he sits there in the third and very, very, end of the third, very early fourth round, I think you have to snag him. Screw the Elliott stuff going on. Cooper's numbers in Dallas looked great, and I think they're only going to work to get him the ball more. Randall Cobb now in the slot, ups their entire receiving core. I love Amari Cooper this year, a guy I've had on my team many times, ups and downs with the guy. So I'm excited. I think Dak's more um, more ready to get him the ball than Derek Carr was, and we'll see if Derek Carr's ready to get anybody the ball at this point in his career. Wits, that's receivers, baby. we got tight ends, defense, and kickers on our next show. We're just going to wrap them up into one. They're the guys who, unless you have Justin Tucker or Zach Hurts, and I don't even know whose defense gives you enough points these days. I mean, me and you drop defenses every week and pick up a new one. That's just, we're waiver-wire defensive guys. Um, but that's what we got for you next week, which I had a question, you know, because we we do curb moments on the show, and usually it's you who has a good one. But I think you would appreciate this. I was at the Wiespa in L.A., one of the most magical places in the world, and I needed to know sauna etiquette, okay? Now, if me and you are sitting in a sauna together, I'm sure there's some talking. I've been in saunas where we talk about sports, business, all this stuff. So the first question I got for you is talking in the sauna, the right etiquette.
2: Ooh, that is a tough one. You know what? I'm, I'm going to go in general. I think silence is the way to go. If you got a few people in there, most guys aren't talking. I think if it's just you and a buddy, I think you talk away um, for as long as you want. But I'm going to go overall. I think you take a vow of sil- silence in the sauna Sit back, close your eyes, relax a little bit. Um, well, you this yell- is really
1: gonna hurt my next point. Then I mean, come on, I, I I'm literally so I mean, two sauna experiences. I'm in Phoenix two weeks ago in a sauna. Everyone's talking about something. They're all talking about this new water bottle invention. They love it, and that's like an eight person filled sauna. And then I'm in this luxury sauna at the We Spa. It's me, two of my buddies, and then this woman who's laying in there. On her back, she's like doing some meditation thing, and we're respectful. We keep it to a whisper wits. But here's my question. This is what I got. So we're whispering. She gives us the, can you guys please be quiet? Honestly. No, that's, that's going too far. Is that on my end
2: or her end? On her end. Okay. But it's not far question, enough yet. This is a co-ed sauna.
1: That's, that, I haven't ever been down that road before. It's interesting. I was is in it? a row. It was great. Um, it was fantastic. The whole thing was great. But here's where she gets worse. She tells us to be quiet, and then all of a sudden we hear this. Like her breathing, without a doubt, if we could get somebody who professionally manages decibel levels, definitely louder than our whispers. And we didn't say a (laughs) word. It was very, very, I wanted to pull the most Larry David move I could have pulled in my entire life.
2: Yeah, that's where I think you just keep talking. I mean, but I'm still, in, I'm still in shock about the co-ed sauna. It just seems like those things are always separate. But I guess this place with six different types. Um, they have four in-
1: upstairs saunas that men and women can share. And then they have the naked room, which is downstairs for the men, where you just get to be naked.
2: <laughs> you make your I living. was
1: naked for six hours. I don't think I've been naked at home for six hours in my life. It was the longest I- I've ever been naked. Fucking like I'm a newborn. Um, but yeah, that's our show. We go to saunas. We're sauna guys on this show. And uh, we've got special guests coming from Joy Love. I just got to make sure. Yeah, or no, Joy Wave. Okay, hopefully it doesn't list that part. But from the band Joy Wave, we've got Daniel Armbruster. What a great name. Coming on the show next week. They're going on tour soon. Have a new single release you're going to hear on the radio. He'll be joining the show next week, everybody. We'll be talking to him about his music career as well as his favorite sports which which I hope you give it a little chuggle, hockey. So we're going we're gonna to have to go into the deep bag of tricks to talk a little hockey with them. I guess we could do an NHL preview, give the people what they want. Um, but that is our show next week. Wits, any parting words this week? Uh, no, just have
2: a good week, everybody. Stay safe, and uh, we'll be back at it.
1: Yeah, wish me best of luck. I will be in Vegas starting Friday morning all the way until Sunday. So hopefully I survive. Good chances you'll see some pictures of me with DJ Pauly D. So keep keep your eyes out on the IGs at Xander Horowitz and at Ethan Rose 4. We'll catch you next week, everybody. This has been the opening lines with Wits and Roz.
0: We pay, yeah, yeah.